Daily Double Dungeon Radio Show Double Dungeon Radio Show It's Double Dungeon, it's Friday, March 27th, 2020, the year. Yeah. We got it. You got it. Adi. Yes. Can you handle this phrase of the day? I don't think you can. I can't, can I? I don't think you can. Phrase of the day. All right. Adi. Yeah. Uranus is leaking gas. Is that... Is that really, is that like a timely phrase? Is that Uranus mm-hmm. is leaking gas. Okay. Apparently, uh, based on some 34-year-old data from the uh, Voyager probe, Uranus is losing its atmosphere at a rapid rate. Uh, it is at 55% of its original atmosphere. Um, it's shooting off plasmoids, which is gases from its atmosphere just escaping. And they were somehow able to measure, based on the spin of the gas where it originated from really yeah wow and so science uh, i know it's it's incredible it's incredible that science finally found out that uranus is leaking gas because i could have told you a long time ago are there any repercussions of this um yes it's gonna run out of gas eventually hopefully I have a store update. Oh, yeah. Store update. Store update. We didn't go to the store. Oh, you didn't? But you're walking around. I walked around. I didn't go to the store. Okay. So, no update. I did go to, I did go to the Polish pharmacy that also happens to ship UPS and uh, FedEx. Oh, right. And USPS. Um, and I went there, and they were bucking the trend. What do you mean? They were cash only. For their shipping. Oh, yeah. No, I saw that sign. Yeah, ca- cash only. It was a handwritten sign, and she was like, you can pay cash for this, right? Because I was shipping two big yeah. packages. It was like $50 almost. And she was like, you, you can, because the lady before me, they were like, oh, we're cash only. And the lady was like, an older Freaking Polish out. woman. She was like, what? Uh, what? And yeah. they were like, the ATM's right there. Oh! And she just couldn't, she couldn't handle it. And so I went to go do my packages, and she was like, wait, it's cash only. And I was like, that's fine. She said, I don't know. This package is going to be a, a bit because I have to do it by weight. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. It's fine. So cash only. That's the way the, yeah. uh, the Polish pharmacy. She didn't know that you were delighted that she was shipping. cash only. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you can have all of my coronavirus. Daily double. It's an emergency. Did you get the microphone back into place? Almost. Okay. I, I will move. There we go. Um <laughs> So New York City is officially the world's epicenter of this virus at the moment. Yeah. Um, and we the like being center of the world. The epicenter of the epicenter is Elmhurst Hospital. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not surprising to me. Your mother um, was not a fan of? No, I think we, yeah, uh, Dahlia would know who. I don't know who. We definitely had at least one person go there. So, uh, like, 
Not go there to and depart. not make it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, not go there to check things out. And, no, they definitely uh, uh, yeah. departed from so this plane my, of yeah, existence. My mom refused to go there herself, even when she was sick. And it, I, we lived. What was she sick with that you? she was refusing to go there? Oh, she had a super, super bad headache. And it was so bad and it was lasting so long. We didn't know it was an aneurysm. But it was, it was it, for her, it was just like it was so bad. She needed me to take her to the hospital. And we lived like you know 20 minute walk quick car ride to elmhurst hospital but nope nope refuse 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 not going to elmhurst hospital not going to elmhurst hospital had to go to the Manhattan, absolutely not right? yeah Where'd yeah you go? yeah um uh yeah new york hospital the one on the east side not oh, yeah okay. where because we used to live right yeah, by yeah. there so yeah like but, but you know no to elmhurst that's what i was always today, told today cuomo and uh, de blasio were both talking about elmhurst hospital being the ep- epicenter of the epidemic and they said oh you know we've been talking to donald trump and trying to use the fact that he is from queens and knows elmhurst hospital very well as a touch point that we can get some more aid here and i was thinking the whole time i was like even when he was a kid elmhurst was probably a dump i don't what is this is not probably helping that much. Um, if anything, he probably went to the hospitals in Manhattan. So, anyway, yeah. Elmhurst, center, yeah. of the epicenter of the epicenter. It's, it's awful. We're just staying inside like it's three days of darkness out, so we're going <laughs> to be fine. Daily uh. double. Um, the updated numbers that I heard today, it sounds like the peak epidemic is going to be three weeks from now, not the six weeks from now that they were saying a week ago. So they're really? up, they're moving it up by half a month, apparently. Did they explain why? I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense. But that's based on the modeling, I guess, that they're seeing. I don't know. Yeah. So probably based on Elmhurst Hospital, if I had to guess. Oh, my God. Um, so, uh, yeah, three weeks from now should be the epicenter. So instead of three days of darkness, we have three weeks of darkness. I'm closing. I'm stapling the windows shut no, right don't, now. No, don't. That's not... We're going to... Not Don't look out, even if even if um, the upstairs kid is pounding on the windows, we can't look out. <laughs> so. It's terrible. Um, Don't do it. Um, another interesting data point that I heard is that they're not expecting to be able to open bars. F- this is hearsay, but for four months to five months is what I heard, and that makes no sense. But that's that's what they were. But it makes no sense because it's too long sounding. That, or? Makes, that sounds like way too long to me. Yeah. Because of the other data point that you just mentioned about it. Yeah. Oh, if, I if see. the peak okay. is in three weeks, then, you know, I would expect three weeks after that we should be able to open again. I see. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, wow. I'm not a, maybe so I'll never be, work again. That would be fantastic. It could be a while. Fantastic. Hmm. Um, de Blasio also announced today that uh, rent is frozen for rent subsidized apartments in the city, which helps, what, like, 1500 people people. yeah in the whole city um so good job good job you guys you that's been what about everyone else who is just getting by or barely getting by or just lost their job and now can't can't buy pay your rent yeah i don't i don't know what to tell you and hope that the peak comes sooner than later yeah get back to work get back to work wow daily double howdy yeah what's up I hate to break this to you. What? You've officially gone stir crazy. I have. What did I do? I've just noticed you're you're getting antsy. You're getting I am real getting antsy. antsy. I yeah. am. I need to get out of here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's you. <laughs> yeah, I 
Yeah. I, I tried to take you for a walk today. We had a wonderful walk, which we're going to talk slightly about later because okay. um, we did something fun. But uh, actually, wait, I need to put a note here. Um, but overall, um, what, what plans do you have to cope with this anxiety associated with being in your, the apartment all 24 hours a day? Um, I don't have plans. My plan is to make a plan for, plan for dealing. My plan. plan is to plan. <laughs> if you don't plan... Um, if you fail yeah. to plan, if you fail to plan, <laughs> then you make an ass out of you and me. No, that's what... not. <laughs> that's not how it goes. Um, I don't know what to do. I, I guess I have to think about it. Um, I, I, I still and, think and... you need to start working out. I expect you to have a Sylvester Stallone physique within three weeks. What? So get, I don't want to look like Sylvester it. Stallone. Not I not really old don't. Sylvester Stallone, vintage like <laughs> Rambo Sylvester Stallone, oh, Rambo two, oh, Rambo, Rambo two specifically, two where he's all Stallone. where he's all like oiled up with butter. I don't yeah, want to look like that either. Well, that's what you're gonna look like. All right, well I'll think about it. I'll get, just have to keep that in mind. Get to work. Make a note, Rambo two, Rambo two Stallone. Stallone. Daily double. Uh, Wall Street had another big drop uh, today, which makes no sense if you were buying into the narrative that. A lot of commentators were trying to suggest, which was that Wall Street had gone up the past three days based on the idea that the stimulus was going to get passed. And then today, the day that the stimulus gets passed, it dropped 900 points, which is a lot. So were they wrong, the people, the the commentators? I have a feeling they were because they were trading the, the Wall Street investors, I think, are trading on bad faith in this whole thing. They, um, in my opinion... Today, the reason that they dropped 900 points is today is the day that Donald Trump invoked the Defense Production Act and told GM that it's time to start making the vital ventilators that we need for this country. And because he had been negotiating back and forth, trying to come up with some kind of a free market deal, and they wanted to basically gouge the government on how much they were going to charge. And so today he told them, "Okay, no, well, we have this act. You're making these ventilators, period. And for a reasonable price. Yeah. And so the stock market <coughs> took a oh, nosedive. Oh, so wow. What do they yeah. care about? All they care about is profiteering. So bad faith. Wall Street is always trading in bad faith. When you hear Wall Street going up, that's because you and me were losing out. That's all, the, that's all there is to say about that. I, I keep doing this. This, this, show is, this show is a mess. In shambles. Let's go to politics. So like I said, the stimulus passed, and the best description I heard was Dylan Radigan, who is a former pundit, I think for CNBC, I want to say. He's a financial guy. He described this as a bigger bailout than in 2008, but somehow 2008 took them a month and a half to figure out a way to pass this massive stimulus for the 1%, and with this, they were able to do it in just a matter of days. By scaring the crap out of people and by basically bribing people with this stimulus check, the $1,200, which is next to nothing. <clears throat> and the reason that he thinks it's so insidious, and it makes sense to me, is that when the market is down, what the government is doing is creating a bunch of money and loaning it at 0% interest to the wealthiest Americans, who then turn around and use this 0% interest money to buy up all of the assets in America 
on the cheap because everything is down right now. And then over time, the market is eventually going to go back up again. They paid $0 to get in on all these assets, and so they basically just reap all of the benefits of the economy for free. And our government is paying them to do it. Yeah. So that's why he was saying it was disgusting, and I agree. I think that that is a good explanation of why people should be offended by this stimulus bill that passed. Even though it's important to give people money, I'm upset that even Bernie Sanders did not come out and demand just a clean bill that was give everybody money and forget all the corporate welfare. Yeah. That can be a separate thing. So not good. Not a good day. And I think in five to ten years, we're going to look back on it as a very dark moment that people should be out in the streets. But guess what? We can't because we're all in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, Trump was mentioning you today in a speech. Oh, he was. Did you know about this? Yes, he 100% he was. He 100% was. I'm totally not just adding this clip because I forgot to right now. But what? here, he's here he is I don't talking about you. He's talking about you right now. No. Uh, look, look, don't be a cutie pie, okay? You know, everyone who needs one. Nobody's ever done what we've done. Nobody's done anything like we've been able to do. <laughs> he was talking about you. <laughs> wow. Uh, look, look, don't be a cutie pie. <laughs> don't be a cutie pie. Oh, he was wow. talking about you. What a surprise. Oh, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. That's fantastic. As long as Donald Trump is mentioning you by name, he, I'm going to vote for him. Oh, oh, no, <laughs> no. Guys, don't, don't take that from this. Sorry, I'm... I'm that was that was a joke. I'm not I'm not gonna vote for him. Yeah, I mean, what is happening right now? I'm doing so much work on the fly here. I'm like <laughs> super tech guy. Um, the intercept. Super tech. Oh no no, Donald Trump. This just came out okay. a minute ago, so I don't have all the details. What happened? Donald Trump requested that every check that goes to Americans for the twelve hundred dollars, he requested to see if it's possible that his signature appears on all of those checks. <laughs> Even though he technically has, he had nothing to do with designing the bill, nothing to do with implementing it. He yeah. just approved it at the very end. He wants his signature on every single one so that, you know, come November, he can say, Hey, who gave, gave you that? Who money? gave you that? Who gave you that money? Yeah. So wow. it's kind of genius. It's insidious. That's for sure. Yeah. Wow. You're um, the, the, intercept, the Intercept had a great article today. Uh, so debt collectors are trying to lobby the U.S. government to get themselves qualified as an essential business so that they can t- continue collecting debt even during this time of crisis when people are not being paid. And the way they're framing it is one of the most mischievous. Mischievous? That's not even, that's not even negative enough for what they're doing. Um, so they have framed it. I'm going to read this uh, little snippet of the article right now. The lobbying group is argu- arguing is not only arguing that debt collection is more important than ever for servicing medical providers and other issuers of debt, but also con- uh, appealing to concerns around identity. The suspension of debt collection, they argue, would cause undue burden on the debt collection industry's diverse workforce. This is a quote, diverse workforce. Mark Neeb, the chief executive of ACA International, wrote that he is concerned that, end quote, certain lawmakers have suggested that eliminating the work of the AR, the ARM, the arm industry, is a prudent action that should be taken in response to the coronavirus, a reference to account receivable management industry, a term for art, 
The art of debt. Col- term of art for debt collectors? What does that mean? Whatever. Um, women, Meeb Me- wrote, make up 70% of the total debt collection workforce and 40% is ethnically diverse. Shutting down debt, debt collection during the crisis, Neeb argued, would negatively impact the diverse workforce that makes up the collection industry, and many of these employees and businesses would face extreme hardship. We can't stop collecting debt because it's affecting women and minorities the most. That's a good job of masking. That's like how the, yeah. the who is it, the CIA, two of the three branches of the the, the secret services type people have... Uh, women as their heads now and it's in part because they were committing all kinds of crazy torture and whatnot and so they realized they could hide behind having a woman as their executive in some way to show that they're diverse it's bad stupid judge people based on their actions not their what they look like and who they're hiring Mm -hmm. as their face yeah noxious daily double um so I, like I said, Trump finally. Wait, I already I already covered this. Well, anyway, Trump finally invoked <laughs> the, the defense the Defense Production Act today, which is good. Um, he required GM to produce the ventilators, which is good. They should be uh, New York. Why, why why them? Well, because they are equipped to be able to turn around and produce these quickly, and they uh, I believe they have the tooling and type of workforce that can do it. I see. Very quickly. And he already was in negotiations. They wanted over a billion dollars to fulfill a contract, which he said was, and this is where him being a businessman, he was trying to drive a better bargain. Yeah. And he kept saying over and over that the, the free market will answer this quickly. They they have a profit motive to do this. And then he's, a week later, he's finding out that, yes, in capitalism, people like making a lot of money. And when they know that they've got you in, on, you know under their thumb screws. Yeah. They're going to put the thumb screws to you and try and milk you for all your worth. Yeah, everyone should yeah. should be aware of that. Yeah, and so finally he realized that this wasn't going to work out, and he just told them straight up to do it. And he was, even in his press conference today, he was talking about how GM had moved a bunch of plants out of America and shipped them over to Mexico. Yeah. And he was using that as the excuse for why he did the, the Defense Production Act. That's not what it was. They were trying to really uh, gouge the government. So... Good. Get to work, GM. Watch Roger and me. Anybody who likes GM. Wait, no. Who doesn't like GM? What? You know Roger and me? No. It's I'm, the, I'm like, um, what are you talking about? It's, a Moore, it's Michael Moore's first big movie that he did, and it's about... I can't remember if it's GM or Chevy or Ford. It's one of the, the auto production places, but they used to have a big plant up there in, like... Uh, where is that? Flint, Michigan. Yeah. And that's where Michael Moore is from. And the documentary is just about how miserable it was to live up there after the plant moved to Mexico um, in 1980-whatever. And there's a lot of very depressing scenes and a very famous scene with a lady selling rabbits for meat or fur or for pets. Meat or for pets. That's mm-hmm. it. And it's just a it's a it's a very good documentary of that moment in history. Wow. So Roger and me. Michael Moore actually did some good stuff once. Daily Double. I was thinking about it today, and it's kind of depressing to think about. Where is Donald Trump's presidential library going to be? Yeah. Do you think it's going to be in New York City? Is he going to try and put it here? I don't think he's going to, right? There would be protests every single day if he tries to put it here. But that's where it would make sense. Is he going to put it in, like, Mar-a-Lago? 
I hope not. I'm, I hope not. Who knows? But I mean, it makes sense. But whether or not you like him, he's still a president. And they have their library. Andrea Things that is, happened. Andrea is library and adjacent. Yeah. And she said that... Um, she said archive is adjacent, right? Archive. Well, whatever. Um, she knows a bit more about libraries she than She knows we a do. ton more. And she said that um, Barack Obama is trying to have his library basically online. Wasn't it, wasn't it just that they... But he's having one in Chicago, in. right? There's going to be... I thought that's where he picked. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think it's just that the materials are going to be... Um, okay. Well, I, I don't know. And, and we need a reference. I bet Andrea Donald Trump's this. library um, is going to be in Las Vegas, and it's going to be <laughs> <What>? <laughs> gold everywhere. Gold, and there's going to be—he's going to be the first presidential library with slot machines inside. Oh my so, gosh! Maybe. Maybe. Who's we'll see to what say? happens. Yeah. I was talking yesterday about Joe Biden lying, uh, specifically about his college, and uh, I have the clip. And I just want to preface this by saying this is not the only time he's ever been caught lying. This is just one of many. And this is one specific thing during his 1988 presidential run. Got it. This is not in any way the extent of his lying in his This is you just have it. You yeah. found an this example. This is the one that I was talking about specifically. So I, I see. No, no, this is the specific one that I was talking about. So uh, let's listen to that. Senator Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. So this is the guy that's going to save us from Donald Trump. If you look at the whole clip, so what happens is um, somebody in the audience says, I would just like to ask about your credentials as a lawyer. Yeah. Um, because a lot of politicians tend to inflate theirs, and that's when he starts on the diatribe, and he says, I would be happy to sit down and compare my IQ to yours any day, buddy. This He's still doing this to this day. He just, yeah. tra- do you remember there was a, an older guy that was complaining and saying, uh, I can't remember what he was complaining about specifically, but uh, Joe Biden jumped in and said, hey, do you want to do a push-up contest? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And Which was still, ridiculous. He's still jumping out and attacking people. Uh, the, exactly. Like, this is the same thing that people hate in Donald Trump. Joe Biden, that's in his personality. And if that's what you allegedly hate so much, then why is this your guy? I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So, especially the lies. It's oh, a weird package. He's, Donald Trump is such a liar. Donald Trump, his whole Joe Biden, the reason that he had to end his uh, presidential campaign in 1988 is between this and then he also had plagiarized a bunch of speeches from famous people throughout history, including Robert Kennedy and uh, an English guy whose name I forget off the top of my head, he had literally just lifted their speeches. And he said, oh, well, this one time I forgot to attribute those parts of the speech to those various people. Right. But then the news 
back in the day went back and found like several other times where he had done the exact same thing, the exact same speech without any attribution whatsoever. He was just incorporating it into his stump speech. So it's just who he is. The end. Daily Double. Uh, everybody's getting on the Cuomo for president train. Choo choo. You know what? The, the Are Cuomo, people really saying that? The Cuomo for president train is the only train that Cuomo has any interest in making sure is funded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, That's something. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people jumping in saying that he's the media is trying to make him look very presidential so that he, if needed, can jump in at the, the convention. When's, when's the convention? Isn't it like tomorrow? It's in when July. Is it? No, June. June. It's in, in June. June. Yeah. So we got okay. several months. So. If needed, he's out there and the Anything media loves him. Yeah, so the look out for that. He's already wearing white polos and looking buff, so. <laughs> what does that have anything to do with anything? That makes me want to vote for him. We got some calls today. We did? Yeah, but there's an issue. What people happened? Need to, there's two things that people need to remember when they call in. Okay. Number one is that they need to remember to put the phone to their mouth and not wherever they're holding it. Because I can't hear. There were two calls today that I got that were super quiet. Were they like and maybe I, on speakerphone or something? I don't know. Something. So if, you, if you're calling in, just make sure that your mouth is near the phone. That's how a phone works. <laughs> and then number two remember this is this didn't happen today but it's been happening a lot remember that there is a three minute limit so try and get to the get to the point uh, but we did have one call and remember if you want to call us our phone number is so we got a call today from dahlia who oh, cool. we just saw but here's her call okay hey guys it's dolls again wanted to share a little excitement over yonder three blocks away nothing like a little apartment flooding water falling from light fixtures to fight up the quarantine time that's all i gotta say floods water upstairs neighbors landlords it's all so exciting glad i got to share you guys rock Thanks for coming by. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. There's water coming out of a light fixture, I guess. Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Oh, no, that's not good. Anyway, if you want to give us a call again, that number is... Daily Double. Um, what is the plot? Of the song "Scenes from an Italian Restaurant" by Billy Joel, who is who are Brenda and Eddie? Are they the main people in the song, or are they the people that the people so. in the song are talking about? They're just they're just talking about them to illustrate like just how life goes sometimes, right? But like it's half like of the, the song is about the first like eighth of the song. Here's here's my problem with the song number one. Okay, "Scenes from an Italian Restaurant." It's a great song. Is like what genre it's fish I love that song. and um i don't know what is that kind of rock that like where they just Stuff like I don't want to listen go to. off into like 
there's too many song changes in scenes from an Italian restaurant. There's too many like they change a song like eight times throughout the whole thing. And then there's like at the end, there's strings for some reason. He needs to decide on just once. Mm-hmm. Billy Joel in 1974 or whatever. You need to stick to just like <laughs> no, one or two genres. No, that song is amazing. Okay, but... It's so good. So it starts with people talking about wanting to meet at an Italian restaurant and hang out. And then all of a sudden, the rest of the song is about like Brenda and Eddie. Just to illustrate how life goes. It's not know. a thing. I'm not buying things it. Things don't always work out as you have planned. I don't... If, if you are Billy Joel, please give us a call. V-I-L-E. Also, wait, how many other songs are about restaurants? There's not that many, right? There's Alice's Restaurant. There's The Boys Are Back in Town, which Why? mentions Dino's Bar and Grill. I'm just saying it's a weird thing to name mm-hmm. your... Scenes from an Italian restaurant is a weird song name. I think it's just another thing that could just be, yeah, day-to-day and not and what you might... It's not supposed know. to be like a standout moment, I think. It's not like this person's birthday or, you know, like it's just... Another life, know. regular thing, Billy Joel, things that happen. You need to get it together you or you're not going anywhere. Expect. That's all no, I got to no. say. Oh, my gosh. Daily double. Adi. Uh-uh. <laughs> we got you a frozen painkiller today because it's Friday. And yeah. the frozen painkiller place was open finally. The takeout been, window. I tried to get we you were one social distancing. on like Tuesday or Wednesday, but they weren't even open. Yeah, and it's just, just so weekend. Restaurants here are only supposed to be able to have to-go cocktails if they also are selling it with food correct yeah yeah, there has to be food involved and so this place sells one dollar kind bars right yeah but there was no food involved we just walked up and we're like oh give us a painkiller but they didn't they weren't even like hey you have to buy this kind bar i mean we're gonna rat them out no don't don't (laughs) don't rat them out it was good um it's good it didn't taste like there was any booze in it which is fine it was delicious it was delicious but and also, the other thing was they didn't have any way visible to give them a tip. I had to say, hey, wait, can I give you a tip? And the guy was like, oh, yeah, sure. How much do you want to give me? And I was like, to plug in into the, this is well, a little weird. Well, because the system would let you do it, but you know, then he would have to let you touch the screen. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He should have let me hold and his hand just... and move his finger onto the... No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a coronavirus. And, Corona. You know, COVID. Touch, don't, don't touch the tablet. Everything's covering COVID. Oh, Daily Double. So, Dirty Harry, how'd you like it? I enjoyed it. That was a good, a good movie. You I, liked that, I huh? really loved how it was shot. It's a little um, right-wingy in terms of the message of, you know, there being people out there that you just can't, the law can't handle. You need to just take them out extra judiciously. Is that, is that a right-wing message? I think it is, yeah. So, message? I read, I yes, the, the way that they presented it in particular. And so what was interesting is I read a little bit about the Wikipedia and that it was that movie, that script actually floated around Hollywood for a while. Really? And a lot of guys turned it, a lot of leading actors turned it down because they thought it was too fascistic. And uh, one of them that turned it down, I can't remember exactly who, said, you know who you should talk to is Clint Eastwood because he is, as you know, a very conservative Mm -hmm. person. And he apparently loved it. But in some of the later script edits that they did, um, they made it less about Dirty Harry killing the, the bad guy at the end outside of the law. It was some other police sniper. And he didn't like that. He wanted it to really? specifically be the extrajudicious, yeah, judicial, whatever. Um, but but originally it was some other person who... Yeah, it was a sniper, a police sniper. Oh. So 
it was it, i thought that was interesting and also yeah. um i thought that the movie overall was very entertaining and uh very interestingly shot uh i actually enjoyed it it was a very good yeah. movie i loved a, a so lot now of we those have, shots we just have looking in the background four yeah. more dirty harry movies to get through oh maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah Maybe. Abram just watched a Deadpool and he said it was hilariously bad, so we gotta get there eventually. Okay. Daily Double. <laughs> There's a new Bob Dylan song that came out today. Do you know this? No. It's no, 17 minutes long. Okay. Which he's done some very long songs in the past. Um, it's all about the JFK assassination, and it is entirely uh, written using like a ton of conspiracy theory content. Like, Using phrases that are related to the JFK conspiracy behind his oh, murder. Really? Yeah, a lot of it. Um, is this good or bad? Like, I haven't listened to the whole it? thing. Okay. I, only, I only listened like three minutes before I was like, okay, I, I, I guess I just don't like Bob Dylan that much. Or, But actually, in reality, it's just kind of a very same-samey song throughout from what I heard. Um, it's very interesting. I'm going to have to listen to it again and give you a full report. Um we're going to have Alex Jones on to deconstruct. No, we're not. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> we had our first ever informal test, beta test, virtual happy hour earlier oh, today. Yeah. That went well. Somebody paid for Zoom. I think it was you. No, we're going to get a bill for no, $7,000. I didn't pay for Zoom. No, I, yeah, they, no. Um, it was fine. I had a good time. It was interesting to see people that I haven't seen since I last was at work, which was weeks ago now. Actually, it was two weeks exactly since yeah. I've been to work. Um, everyone looked like they were doing well. It was fun to talk to people. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. We'll have yeah. more. We'll keep people posted, that was the, I guess. That was the beta. Yeah. That was the beta test. And it was it worked, except that even with only, what, eight screens, seven screens, it was kind of a lot. Was and, it? And I also think maybe, it was a lot. Maybe next time we do it, um, I should the, the way that I write a rundown, I'll write a script for topics just for when we <laughs> run out of things to talk about okay Daily Double. all right we're to the last segment all right wait i found right. a bunch of garbage i got a bunch of garbage okay just in the past two days so number one is i found <laughs> some light light i don't know what to how to describe them they're lighting light fixtures fixture? there are two of them yeah but they're one they're shaped like a brick and the way that a brick has two holes in it usually the hollow bricks do this has two light fixtures and it's a, the brick is made. It has to be cast iron because it weighs a ton. It weighs oh, really? so much. Yeah. It weighs so much and it's got a little nice fader knob on it. Um, and so you just literally screw two light bulbs in and they're just exposed. I don't know if they're supposed to be like a cage that goes over the top or something, but cause there's a piece of foam that you can tell something fits there. I see. We don't have that. So it's just two exposed bulbs, but it's very cute in your little corner. We've set it all up. It looks great. It adds more light to that corner, which yeah, you were complaining about. Yeah, I like it. And today, I took a walk over to my old apartment building, and I found <laughs> two VHS tapes, which I am very excited about. Um, one is The State, which is the MTV sketch comedy show. Uh, this is a 1995 VHS. I didn't know it's it existed. It's Skits and Stickers. Um, wait, there's an apostrophe on stickers. Maybe it never came with stickers. Maybe that's the joke. I don't see anything about the stickers. I don't know. St it says stickers not included. <laughs> Dang it. So, okay, this is the full package. At least apparently. you know you didn't miss out. Yeah, I was, I was excited for the yeah. stickers because I was like looking in the sleeve. Even though you didn't buy it in 1995. So, no stickers. But, uh, so we got the skits. 
on tape right okay. there. All I'm right. excited. And then Woo. we also got the thing that I'm the most excited about. We got a copy of The Fractal Experience. Uh, I'm going to read you the quote here. It says, The ambience of computer graphics and music. Free cyberspex glasses inside. And it came with the glasses, which give me a migraine. <laughs> the, the glasses are like hazy, kind of make a rainbow around stuff, but it also makes me feel ill. Yeah. The Fractal Experience will introduce you to a new dimension of entertainment combining the awesome power of computers, ambient music, and the fantastic world where chaos and order coexist. Through this audiovisual journey, you will experience the sensation of science running wild. Images of beauty and the infinite world combine with music to release the untapped forces of the mind. Explore how the rules of reality can be broken. Music pieces. Number one. Okay. Morning flight. Number two. Rain dance. Wow. Number three. Atlantis. Whoa. Number four. Wow. The journey. Okay. They also have, uh, you can collect these other great visual experience videos, which I want to look on eBay for now that I see this thing. Uh, The one that I really want is number 806, Future Shock. I got to get one of those and put it next to all my Future Shock books. (laughs) Yeah. There's Fractasia. (laughs) Fractasia. Dance in Cyberspace. And Dance in Cyberspace Laser Disc Edition. (laughs) Laser Disc Edition. Laser Disc. (laughs) So... Those were all good finds. Uh, I'm definitely going to hook the VCR up pretty soon here so we can watch uh, Freck. Uh, that was the a previous experience. junk find. Yeah, VCR. previous junk five. The one that can play uh, VHS from anywhere in the world. So I'm very excited about that. That's <laughs> it. All right. We should get out of here. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Enjoy not being ill while you can. Oh.